Matt, you golden to start us? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's, I mean, tape's rolling. All right. Um, <clears throat> good evening, sports fans. Welcome to another episode of Sports Recap Live. I am your host, Daddy Shipe. Join- <laughs> you can call me Daddy Shipe. No, 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 cut that. Cut that. Cut yeah, that. that's absolutely cut not going in. <laughs> absolutely not. Take two. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sports Recap Live. Tonight, we have joining us our producer, the main man, Paul. How you doing, Paul? What's up? What's up, fellas? We have a new father alert in Matt. How are you doing, Matt? Congrats. Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging yeah. in there I, I like the soundboard. I like the soundboard there. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And I'm as always, we, yep, as always, we got Anthony on the line with us, too. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm doing well tonight. How are we doing, fellas? Doing What's well, up? doing well. All right. So, like I said, definitely first things first, congratulations to uh, Matt, brand new father. Um, how are you feeling, boy? How are you feeling about the boy? He's doing good. He's sleeping yeah. like literally five feet from me now. Mommy's asleep too. So, you know, everyone's, everyone's good right now. I'm just doing my show, watching everyone. That's all. Watching all the Nats and Astros. That's good. Oh, speaking of Astros, our fire is, we want to start with our first topic? Might as well. Might as well transition. Astros cheating scandal. What is the update? Last time we talked about it was what? About two weeks ago? Uh, three what do we have ago. three weeks ago? Yeah. Well, what, what's what's going on? What's the update since then? Well, first of all, no player once again still got suspended. They're calling you know immunity now. Still the same old uh, buzzer thing. But now they're you know they're coming out with you know it's just just how far back has this gone? And they um, came out with a pretty crazy stat the other day. I told Anthony about this was um, they showed in Game 4 of the 2017 World Series when they were playing the Dodgers, uh-huh. Clayton Kershaw threw 51 all-speed pitches, you know, combined slider and curveball. Uh-huh. Now, Chris, uh-huh. you know about Clayton Kershaw, right? Yeah, one of my favorite pitchers, to be honest. Uh, if if I'm not rooting for the Nationals, I'm rooting for Clayton Kershaw. If I told you in all 51 of those pitches, not one time did they swing and miss, would you believe me? Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. I haven't heard that one, actually. That's crazy. I would not. Do you think that's even possible? No. Heck no. Someone went back and looked at the game, and they saw that Kershaw threw 51 of those pitches, and not a single time did an Astro swing and miss. They laid off every single pitch before they hit it. crap. That's wild. If If that doesn't show anything, I don't know what will, because I'm sorry. I'm not sure how good of an eye you have behind the plate. There's no way that ever happens to Clayton Kershaw ever in a game. No way. Ever. Clayton Kershaw is one of the greatest to ever do it. And, you know, regardless of his playoff um, record and, you know, whatever you think his reputation is for the playoffs, he's still one of the greatest pitchers, in my opinion. So there's no way that that would happen in a real game. I'm going to say, in, yeah, in, I'm a, in a fair game. game. Let, me, let me repeat. I'm in a fair game. Yeah, and I actually want to touch on that, Chris, because I was going to say I actually wanted to bring up that little side note right there. 
you, you you hit it right on the head. People talk about it. Kershaw is one of the best, but he doesn't get it done in the postseason. Does knowing now those games that he pitched against the Astros, where he pitched against the Red Sox, where they're saying there might have been some stuff going on there. Those games he did get roughed up in, and then you see that stat of 51 uh, you know, off-speed pitches, and they don't swing or miss it, a single one. I mean, the, the odds of that happening are astronomical in the first place. Does that maybe kind of tinker into, you know, that got into his psyche because he got roughed up multiple times. Right. But now you find out that this happened. So it's like, was Kershaw right. maybe better going to be better off if it wasn't for them, you know, taking the cheating scandal? And now that that's like in his ingrained in him that every time he pitched, he was having a, an out like a rough go. Does that maybe change like his path in the playoffs if none of this ever happens? You know, does he maybe become that postseason hero that the Dodgers needed him to be when he was always the guy they went to in the regular season? Or do you think that it was still the same result? It was just that, you know, he just wasn't going to be able to pitch in the postseason. I think it definitely changes to where he should be a World Series champ because that home run that, who was it, Grinnell, who was it, the catcher hit it or whatever? Uh, Yuri, the, the, their uh, catcher? Yeah, where he hit that bomb. He was just sitting on that on that off-speed pitch like he knew it was coming. Like he literally sat on it and just tattooed it. And I tell you what, if he doesn't know it's coming, it could be a swing and a miss. So I really think that, that as they were saying, that hurt Clayton Kershaw's playoff legacy. Because, I mean, if you saw... With the Nationals, especially with Strasburg and Corbin, Corbin who itself, you know, with all speed as a lefty, where they didn't know it was coming, that game seven this year, Corbin made them look silly for three straight innings and Strasburg for two games. So, I mean, you could definitely see the difference to where when they played the Dodgers and they were tattooing off of people. And how many, those were some high scoring games. And to where they're playing the Nationals at home and they went 0 4 against the Nationals at home. I don't know. And the Nationals did everything they could to counteract that. I don't know if that speaks volume, but it should be noted that the Nationals went 4-0 against the Astros at home when they knew the Astros were cheating. That's all. I mean, that that should be a stat in itself, right there. Yeah. Wow, dude. I didn't. I, that's to me, it's still wild. And um, one thing I know you wanted to touch on was the commissioner's comments. Yeah, um, I think it was like last Excuse week me. the commissioner came out and made a comment saying, you know, the commissioner's trophy is just a piece of hardware. It doesn't mean anything. How can you say something like that when the trophy is named after you? It's called the commissioner's trophy for a reason. Now, of course, he came back and retracted his statement, but there's no coming back from what he said. And it's almost seemed like they're protecting the Astros. And I think they feel that, you know, maybe they're trying to protect the integrity of the game. But that's out the window. And players like Altuve and Bregman, who we think are the main people, you know, they, they, they should have been punished. There should have been no immunity, no nothing. They should have been punished, suspended for 30, 60, 90, whatever you want to give them. And I really think the MLB dropped the ball on this. I really wish it was Roger Goodell because, he, you know, he would drop the hammer on them really quick. <laughs> or yeah. even David Stern from the NBA. So I really think this commissioner is on a slippery slope. Um, I don't see him being commissioner for more than maybe five more years of that. Let me ask a question. Were those comments made before or after LeBron said what he said on Twitter? Do you remember what, you, what he said on Twitter? There, there were, there were um, before LeBron. LeBron said that because of those comments. That's, that's what I figured. But the other yeah. thing that we didn't get to talk about before is, and I know Anthony can touch on this because he knows the players, you had guys like Judge. Trout, Marquette is coming out and saying things. And I tell you what, Trout never says anything. 
judge they said he went back and he deleted his comments saying congratulations on the mvp to tuesday and he said now that i know what's happening he's like i took it away so it's it's crazy how much it's affecting the game and you have players like trout and chris and anthony you can both say that guy never says anything for him to come out and say something so i think it really speaks volume for the incident what happened for baseball and i really think the commissioner dropped the ball on these punishments just punishing the coach who really wasn't the one doing it. It was the players who were doing it. It wasn't the GM. It wasn't the manager. It was the players doing this, and it should have been the players who were punished. I agree, and I think that's that's probably the biggest, you know, the biggest downside of what's going on is the players are continuing to play on as if nothing happened. You know, the team is getting fined. You know, the draft picks, the the money, and but ultimately the players are the ones that took part in the scheme, you know, and I think they deserve to be punished just as well. But I think the biggest problem is how do you, how do you punish these players? Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Suspension. Yeah. And that's, and that's the big question that a lot of people have talked about now is how do you punish them appropriately? Do you at all? Obviously now you're seeing a lot of people say, Hey, let's do it. And then other people are like, well, you can't because they were told by their manager to do it. You know, their coach, their GM, like above, they all knew what was right. going on and they were just carrying it out. But then it just really upsets me. And I know we've talked about this in the previous week's podcast is Beltran was a player when this happened. Mm-hmm. Yet he's being treated as a manager now. But when he was a mm-hmm. player, he wasn't. And honestly, it looks like he's getting the worst treatment because he's never had even an opportunity now to be a manager. He was a manager for a few weeks with the Mets, but they let him go out of, you know, we can't have you. I'm sorry. Like we can't, you right. know, can't start off a new thing like this and we have to let you go. But then all these other players, like, like Matt said, and like you have already said, they don't get any kind of punishment. So I feel like if something's going to happen, they have to do something. And I know we've talked about, Oh, well maybe they do a postseason ban, but we know, you know, that's not really realistic because the players might be like, all right, we'll get traded. You know, we'll go to a new right. team. We don't we won't play, you know, right. and they have guaranteed contracts in baseball. So they could be like, oh, my my, you know, my foot's bothering me today. I'm not going out there. I can't play. So right. it's like something has to be done, whether it be like a salary issue where they pay a fine, all of them or something. But I just think at this point, we're we're, we're unfortunately past that phase. And it's yeah. just going to be what's already been handed out. And I get a lot's already been handed out. And the players are going to really just kind of move forward and. As you can see already in spring training, they're getting booed. Uh, mm-hmm. Fans are, you know, making signs to mock making them. signs. And they're getting thrown at already. So I- I've talked to Matt about this, and I want to hear your input on it. I think every once in a while it's okay, but in spring training to be throwing at guys. And I saw the one, and I understand, listen, what they did was terrible. But they threw one at Bregman, and it got, like, run under his chin. There's no time for that in baseball. You don't mm-hmm. need to be throwing at someone's head. Uh, it's one thing to throw a pitch behind them, you know, as a joke or – you know, throw one at him and hit him in the leg to let him know, like, we didn't like what you did. But the fact that now right. this has already been seven, uh, I think Matt had told me pitches that are being thrown at them in spring training. It's like, come on, it's, it's early. And I know their uh, opening weekend, the other teams already said, we're not going to, we're not going to even mess around with that. We're not going to throw at them. We're just going to play the first weekend. So we'll see how the regular season goes. But I think at some point they got to draw a line. Yes. People are going to agree and disagree on both sides, whether they should have been suspended or more should have been done. But at some point, you got to just realize this is the way we got to go. They they handed the punishment out as an organization. They're not going to do anything else to the players to because the players. they helped in it. And we just got to, you know, unfortunately, you know, 
that's it. People just got to take it whether you wanted them to be suspended or didn't. That's the the final ruling. It looks like that's going to happen. And who knows if more is going to come out down the road about other teams, more about this specific, you know, Astros team or other players and coaches down the road who you had no idea about and any kind of implications. So it's it's definitely something to watch. But I think as of right now, this is what's going to be the the final ruling on it. Yeah, it's 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 hard because, like you said, how do you punish the players individually? Um, it's because it ultimately was the entire team from top to bottom. Like you said, the managers got their punishment. The team got their punishment. How do you punish the players, especially the ones that left, you know, that joined a different team? That's hard. Let me ask you guys just one other question. Um, what about the lawsuit? Did you guys hear about the lawsuit from Mike Bolsinger, the relief pitcher? Yeah, I saw that, and I find it interesting because, like, he was an okay pitcher, but he really did stop playing the majors after that because they, boy, they rushed him up, what, seven or six innings or, or six runs, I think. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a reasonable lawsuit, and you maybe you could see other pitchers join them. Right. I mean, that's a tough one because, like you said, he, he was – oh, sorry. My dog literally just jumped on me. Um <laughs> He he was a journeyman relief pitcher, but literally after that, I mean, he he didn't play another MLB game, did he? Or or was his career was basically his MLB career was basically over after that. He did pitch again in in Japan. Um, his but, MLB uh, career is over. His MLB career was over. Yep. And you know what I find it interesting is his lawsuit is kind of twofold. One, he's looking for damages, of course, for him, right? Um, that's one part of his lawsuit. The other part, though, comes in the form of restitution of the Astros returning their postseason bonuses from winning the World Series. And basically, all those bonuses would then go to charitable, um, I guess, charities, uh, different charities to help children. I think that's, I think that's kind of good. I really think that could do a lot of good, and, and that would also be kind of punishing the players, right? Or is it the team? Is that another team punishment? I still think they should just be suspended and get it over with. I, 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 and I know, Matt, we'll go back and forth. I, I, like I said, I get the players need to be held liable as well, but it's never going to, they're just never going to individually because like Chris mentioned, the biggest thing is they've been traded. Like I can tell you, for instance, already, I know the Mets already have um, Riznik, whether he was on like big on it. I know he's like a outfielder that's more for defense, but was on the Astros teams during those years. So now would he be suspended because he's not on the Astros anymore? Do more, do certain players get a bigger, you know, restriction or a bigger suspension because they had a bigger role, quote unquote, mm -hmm. because of their stats being better. You know what I mean? For all, like not saying, and I'm just going to use Altuve because I know he's been the one that's been mentioned the most. Since that's one of the people we see the biggest correlation with in what the, you know, the shirt when he's like, don't take my shirt off, you know, keep it on. Right. Does he get the biggest one? But someone had to be feeding him the sign. So if you find out that was a player that maybe didn't play that much, like they said, Beltron, you know, he was a veteran at that point. So he wasn't an everyday player. Do they get a bigger suspension? You know, so it's kind of like that's kind of where it's at now. And I think that's why they went with the organization. They handed him a hefty fine. I know that um, for the for the team. But again, it's always going to be one of those things where someone's not going to like the end result because there's going to be this or that. Gotcha. 
Well, I'm sure there will be more updates to come. Um, you know, I, I, at least I hope so. But I think like a lot of you guys are saying, this might be it, you know. So moving on to the next topic that we have, um, the NHL trade, de- trade deadline did just pass. Um, Anthony, I'm sure you have a few topics that you want to cover, a few players that you want to mention of, you know, big name or noteworthy trades. Anything you want to mention to us? Yeah, uh, so there was definitely, like you said, um, a lot of trades took place. Um, and some of the trades were kind of like, wow, he gave up a lot for that. Some of them were, I thought, wasn't enough. Um, I'll just throw off a couple trades here, and I'll definitely talk more about the Capitals and the, and the Devils as well, just because I know that we both are, all three of us, just have an appreciation for those teams. Um, but the big one that I liked that I saw did really well, and I thought they did a good job, was Carolina uh, the Hurricanes actually ended up with three, you know, three different players, and they got two defensemen late at the right before the deadline passed, or they were getting the deals done as the deadline was passing, so they were still being worked on. But they got two new defenders. Uh, they got Brady from the Rangers. They also got Sammy Vatnin from the Devils. Um, I'll touch more on the Devils in a second. And then another one that they made, they made it a little bit earlier in the day, was they actually traded for uh, Troch. I think I want to I want to make sure I'm saying it correctly. And I'm, I wish if uh, Joe was listening right now and John, if you know if I'm saying it wrong, please uh, let me know. Um, it's Trocheck on that. The Hurricanes got two with, from the Florida Panthers, which was another good uh-huh. deal. Uh-huh. Um, so the, the, the Carolina Hurricanes made a lot of good deals on that day of the deadline. And I think that made them you know better by doing that. Um, there was a lot more trades. Another big one that stood out to me were the Islanders got Gene Gabriel from the Senators, who's a young forward. And I think, honestly, they got the Islanders got a good deal for what they gave up. Yeah, I know they gave up three picks, but the first round pick was a conditional pick. And then the, the next two rounds uh, that they gave up were a second and a third. And again, that third's a conditional. But it's something that I think is very good for the Islanders because obviously they lost Johnny Tavares. Uh, to free agency I think it was last season it might have been the season before so they really were trying to fill that have another forward to put on that front line that's a younger guy so I think getting him is a big you know big addition and then we'll talk about this uh, real quick the Devils Devils are going nowhere this year unfortunately Uh, they did the right they did the right move by trading as much as they could Um, Flyers fans will know Wayne Simmons the Devils had traded they you know got a conditional pick for him I mentioned Sammy Vatanen uh, they actually swapped one of their backup goalies for another goalie. So they made a couple of moves um, that I was actually intrigued by. I know earlier, before the deadline, this was over a, weeks ago, they actually traded Taylor Hall, which was their big move, obviously, because that was their best player. He had just you know come off a huge season the season before where he was you know one of the best in the league. So that was a big one. And then San Jose trading Patrick Marlowe, who's been – a star there for years and years and they were talking at one point that joe thornton might go but that ended up not that ended up falling through and then we talk about the capitals i personally don't really like to talk about him because of what he did to the devils when they gave him that big contract but i think for the capitals it's a good pickup it's uh, Ilya Kovac. Um, as a devils fan i remember what he did after the the devils made all of those moves to give him that huge contract all for him to just say hey you know what i want to go back to russia and play and the Devils just had to, you know, eat all that contract money. And they couldn't make any other moves because of how big of a deal he, they made for him. And then for him just to leave, it just left a sour taste in my mouth. But nonetheless, he is a good player. I think the Capitals make a good acquisition in picking him up uh, because it's just something that's going to help them in the long run, for sure. I think uh, 
this season at least. I shouldn't say the long run because Kovalchuk's been in the league quite some time. But mm-hmm. at least for this season, if you're trying to make a postseason run, he's a he's a veteran that can definitely get you some points. So I think that's a, a nice pickup. So definitely a, a busy NHL tra- trade deadline. So I love that. And I know one of the topics we were going to talk about, and I'll just segue into it, unless you guys had anything you want to talk about on the trade deadline, was uh, Ovechkin scoring his 700th goal. Again, <laughs> works out against the New Jersey Devils. I mean, they're just in the headlines for all the wrong reasons right now, it seems. Well, um, at least they're in the headlines, you know. Right, something, yeah. But you got something. Hey, the um, Devils won that game, too. So, I mean, they had that, right? They won the game, mm-hmm. but uh, Ovechkin gets his 700th goal. So let's let's talk about this, and I want to get both your opinions. Being Capitals fans, um, I'll I'll let one of you take the floor. Not only we'll we'll start with this point: is Ovechkin the best goal scorer that we'll see in our lifetime? And then is he going to? I mean, this is going to be a debate, obviously, on this. Is he one of the best all time, or is he the best goal scorer of all time that you think? Not just that you saw, but just in general. And uh, um, Matt or Chris, whoever wants to start, yeah. Just real quick before we, I didn't get a chance to talk on the trade thing real quick. Um, the Capitals mm-hmm. also acquired defenseman Brandon Dillon. And one of the big things about him so far was, I think one of his first games, I guess Malkin tried to pick a fight with him. And in the middle of the fight, you see Malkin kind of cowered in the corner. So it's kind of kind of funny how Malkin, you know, us in Pittsburgh picked a fight with the new guy and kind of got scared right away. But um, <laughs> going back to uh, Ovechkin, um, I think in our lifetime, Yes, he is, and I think overall, I think I do believe he's going to be the one to break Wayne Gretzky's record. And I, it's it's hard to say this now because there's no other active players, but I feel like he's almost going to be like, who is it, like um, Pete Rose, where I don't think anyone's going to catch that record, or I think it's going to be one of those records that if it is caught, it's going to be 30, 50, 40 years down the road. Um, just some of the things he did when he was younger, where he had the goal, where he was basically halfway on the ground scoring the stuff he's doing now. I mean, he's probably going to hit 50 goals again. It's just amazing how he gets better and better over time. And some of the things he does, does on the ice, it's just, it's just, you have to step back and go, wow, how is he doing this? Uh, I think he will go down as our greatest goal scorer. And I think he'll go down as the all time great, greatest scorer. Even if he doesn't break Wayne's record, I, I still truly believe he's the best scorer of our generation. Well, I think just to to add on to that, I think it's that very important caveat of our generation because I don't think he's going to be better than Wayne Gretzky in terms of all time. But in, in our generation, he is our Wayne Gretzky, 100%. I mean, when, when I started watching hockey, Wayne Gretzky was pretty much done. You know what I mean? He, he was at the very tail end of his, of his career. Um, but... Now, Alex Ovechkin is the Wayne Gretzky of our generation, 100%. I think he could possibly reach Wayne Gretzky. Um, I think he's got a very good chance of that. Um, But I think uh, just looking at the highlights and looking at Wayne Gretzky's career as a whole, um, I think Wayne Gretzky will still be, you know, the all-time greatest goal scorer. But without a doubt, I think Alex Ovechkin will be number two in my eyes. And number one in our generation. Yeah, I, I completely, I completely agree with you, Chris. I don't think there's ever any touching uh, Gretzky. I mm-hmm. think that he'll always be the number one on that. And I see John had wrote that in the chat too. Um, that he's right. He said Gretzky got 700 goals in 880 or so, so games, and it took Ovi about 1,200. 
there's no doubt that Ovechkin's, you know, one of the best of all time. Again, I agree with you. Of our generation, he's probably going to be the one that we remember the most. Some will say Crosby was up there, but I think Crosby's been injured a little too much. Um, Ovechkin's always been like that constant that you remember uh-huh. when it comes to goal scoring. You always know him. And with the Capitals for the longest time, too, you, I know both of you said it. At one point, I remember Matt, I think it was maybe two, two or three years ago before they won, he was saying that maybe they need to move on from him if he can't get if they can't get the win and they can't get to right. the finals and win it, then maybe it's time to move on. And Probably I mean, sucks. I think I'm we talk- were talking about that the year of the that we had a run. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were saying yeah, that year. Like, can't make the move. Yeah. Move forward yeah. with Oshie since you had him and and Kuznetsov mm-hmm. and get rid of Ovechkin because it's just not worth it. But you I'm know, wrong. Ovechkin. Yeah, yeah. And there you go. That's sometimes you just got to be able to say you were wrong. And, and Ovechkin has really proved that. Like I said, he's one of the greatest of all time. I agree he won't touch Gretzky, but I figured I'd ask the Capitals fans in here to see uh-huh. what they think on it. But I agree. I don't think there's any touching it. Um, it's like that same conversation you can have in many other sports with right. basketball, like Michael Jordan. You have like LeBron now, but to me, LeBron's never going to surpass Michael Jordan, just like Ovechkin will never surpass um, Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. Can we all agree that maybe... If it wasn't for that shortened season, that he'd probably be what twenty or thirty goals, probably even closer by now. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, you know, we it's could do the what ifs, absolutely. But I mean, yeah. regardless of the fact, Gretzky did it quicker than Ovechkin. You know, that's one thing too. And just you remember, every time you hear Gretzky's name, like you know, you automatically think NHL. You think hockey. You think goal scorer. Gretzky is just that synonymous name with the NHL. Yep. Yeah. 100%. So um. Before we finish tonight, I wanted to touch on, um, yeah, I think, Anthony, you know, I'm a big college basketball guy. Chris, you went to Maryland. So, um, Anthony, UCF, um, big last year for UCF. Um, college basketball this year, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with it. This is the first year. I don't know who's going to win the national tournament. I don't know what I'm going to do on my bracket. I don't know anything because you have top teams who just lose every week. There's no undefeated team. There's no clear-cut you know, there's really no clear-cut team. You have, you have a team like Maryland who dominates certain teams, and then yesterday they get behind Minnesota by 17. You need know, a last-second shot to beat that team. It's just it's a crazy year for college basketball. March right. is March is what like a couple of days. Like we're getting close to March Madness. So I mean, it's we're cutting down yep. the wires. So I just want to comment that this year for college basketball in March is going to be insane. It's going to be crazy, and once again, I cannot wait to do my bracket. I think I'll have a much better chance at actually winning, just because it's so random this year. It'll it will be so random this year. And what are you just gonna pick Maryland all the way again and hope it works out? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I'll probably pick them the first couple rounds, but after that, I, I have no. Looking at the standings no right now. And Maryland is one of four schools in the top 25 that have yet to lose at home. That's a pretty good stat right there. That's fine, but I don't see enough consistency, uh, like you said, against the the teams that they should be walking all over. I don't see They put some stinkers in, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm happy they're in the top 10, you know, but like I said, consistency is key. is going to be there on... um, I think this, I think Saturday, college game day is going to be in College Park, so that should be pretty fun. Awesome. Yeah, they had a yeah, big I'll one the other night. That. They were down 19, I think, and they uh, brought it back. I know it wasn't a team they should be losing to, but still, nonetheless, they uh, had a big comeback win. So sometimes that's yeah. what it takes. You get those, uh, you know, the, those scares out early where you have those games where you should have won. 
and you had a rough time and you end up pulling out in the end and then you go on a run uh, and that's all it right. takes sometimes is going on a run you know we talked about ucf just real quick last year one one little dribble of the ball off the rim and ucf eliminates duke at that point so i mean any anything yep. can happen in any of these games and it really so just depends right on who can get it going they're yep. 13 and 4 and they beat michigan state on saturday they will lock up the regular season conference title nice so we'll see what happens there so um have you guys got nothing else to add i got i'm pretty much done for the day <laughs> gotta get back to the boy huh yeah it's almost actually yeah. it's almost time for him to wake back up yeah fair enough well i'll definitely be talking more i'm sure about march madness selection sunday is actually the 15th um so we got we a got, couple weeks before the NFL that. Combine is, is NFL started today, and uh, yep, Jalen Burns ran a four-five, the fastest quarterback. Wow. So we'll see how that develops. Tra- trade deadline is coming. I mean, I'm sorry, not trade deadline. Uh, free agency is opening up. I think the tagging of players either starts today or starts tomorrow. Uh, so we might see some franchise tags get thrown out. Matt, do you have a moment? I just really want to touch on this one subject that's been really big in free agency talks. Or do you want to save it for next week? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I got a quick. I got a quick moment. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say we'll talk more about it next week. Uh, obviously, the CBA is is being talked about right now with the adding Ooh, of the seventeenth yep. game. We'll talk on that next week. So definitely tune in for that definitely. next week. But just real quick, we're going to talk. We'll touch on it more. We'll go more in depth. But if you had a pick right now, where's Tom Brady going? Do you believe these rumors? And we're going to touch on this more and more in depth next week. We'll definitely talk about it with free agency being right around the corner. But do you believe these rumors of these, how they're saying some of these teams that you might not even hear about are going to come into the picture? Or do you think that it's going to end up being he goes back to the Patriots? Or do you really see one of these other teams grabbing uh, Tom Brady for the next year or two, possibly? No, a new team. Chris, what well, do you think? New team? Or you Shipes, think he comes back? Shipes hot take. New team. Uh, I think a new team. I think a new team as well. If yeah. the Patriots are going to stick to the Patriot way, then, you know. Yeah. It's it's more about the team than the player. So yeah, absolutely. That's how I, that's how I would see it. And I, I say we leave it at that, and we uh, talk more about this next week. We'll definitely you know dive more into free agency and where we think some of the top free agents will end up, and Tom Brady and the CBA, and see how this vote goes, and maybe some yep. more XFL next week. Got to talk about your uh, number one team in DC, right? The Defenders. That's yeah. true. We did we did take a loss, didn't we? But you know that's all right. Still on top, right? Still better than the Redskins. <laughs> when does the XFL come on? Uh, Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays and Sundays. I think it's uh, two games and two games or three yep, games? Two games mm-hmm. and two games. Yep, you're right. Games, it's actually, games. actually, I'm pretty, uh, they usually do like, I think Fox, ESPN, mm-hmm. and I want to say ABC might have games as well. ABC they actually, Fox, yeah, they have a pretty good, they have a pretty good uh, programming uh, for it. So you'll definitely catch it. It's usually, I think like two and five on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, okay. it might be the same on Sunday. So it's not one and four like how the NFL does. I think they switch the hours a little bit, but it's pretty it's pretty cool. If you get a chance, definitely check it out. It's not bad. Yeah, I think I might I might maybe this weekend. They had their um, first uh kick return off for a touchdown. No, yeah, that's, that's right. That, that was awesome. Nice. That was dope. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. Um, Can't wait to watch Chris, more. Before Chris signs us off, let me go ahead and tell all our fans out there, you can always follow us on uh social media. We have um at Shipes, at Shipes, at Sports Recap Live <laughs> on Twitter, um, on Facebook, www.com, Facebook slash Sports Recap Live. Um, whoa, you can whoa, download man. all the latest episodes on Podbean, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Paul, am I missing anything? 
no. I don't think <laughs> so. Facebook, uh, Twitter. Yeah, I think we got it. Okay. All right, Chris, I'll let you handle it. The floor is yours. Yeah, and, and definitely thanks to John for joining us in the chat today. Um, that's something that knew that we were going to start, you know, posting the the Discord on Facebook. So that way, you know, anyone who's listening and wants to chime in can definitely chime in. Uh, all of us are, you know, do have the Discord link up so we can see the chat and respond. Um, but definitely, as always, thanks for everyone for listening, um, whether it's live or after later on in the week. Uh, for Matt, Anthony, and Paul, have a good night, everybody. Bye. Have a good night. Peace.